0: Lovely way to start a podcast. I don't think it caught it. I don't think it would have
1: caught the burp. <laughs> We've <laughs> talked about burps before, haven't we? No, you just burp a lot. Oh, I, yeah, that's true. And then like, I pick you up and up like, I can't burp. I don't have the capacity to burp. You don't have the capacity to burp. No, I, I think to burp you have to be one of those really sort of vile, disgusting, despicable people. And I just don't fit into that. Um, Dis- <laughs> you have to be despicable to burp. I think so. to burp on-demand knowingly in front of people, you have to be quite oh, right. a stickable oh. person.
0: Oh, okay. In that regard, yes, I agree. Good. But I thought you just meant
1: to burp in general. Oh, to accidentally burp. Like, babies burp, don't they? Quite a lot. Yeah, but... but... <laughs> yes, Seth. Babies burp. Yeah, they get burped, don't they? So they're encouraged, in a way, to burp. Yeah.
0: I can't, so poss- I can't remember why, why that's a thing. Why is that... that-
1: that's where we're going wrong, encouraging babies to burp, so that when they grow up to be sort of J-Pennels, they're still encouraged to burp, or they think they are.
0: No, you stopped being encouraged to burp by the age of about five.
1: That's amazing. Just to, you know, that's possibly minus two etiquette points for j panels now, because he did just yawn, and he didn't he didn't no, even try to burp with the hand over the <laughs> mouth, nothing like no, that.
0: No, I, I just kept talking. I was
1: sort of plunged into an abyss there, so that's minus two... Polite points for Jay. So well, we keep... There's
0: two polite points for me. Oh no, whatever will I do. Well,
1: be a bit more gracious, maybe. Be a bit more, yeah. Maybe just be a bit more polite. Yeah, pleasant. Even. Pleasant, ooh. I like the word pleasant. Yeah, I, thought, I can't like it. It's quite a pleasant word. And unpleasant makes is quite offensive. Like, it's very unpleasant of you. Yeah, you're quite an unpleasant person. That's very sort of... Oof! I'm really it's, not.
0: It's, that's a that's 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 worse than saying he's not very nice. Yeah, oh, I
1: don't like him. He's, like, he's quite unpleasant. Yeah, it's up there with reprehensible and stuff like that. I I think all words that sort of aptly describe you, Jay. So that we're sort of unpleasant, reprehensible. Yeah. So as you know, being one of those people, which one do you get most offended at, if any? Uh, what
0: being called unpleasant and reprehensible.
1: Yeah, or sort of just uh, nasty. Wh- wh- which one would resonate with you and make you maybe change your ways? I mean, none of them, but...
0: Well, I yeah. mean, the thing is, reprehensible... In terms of reprehensible, you'd actually have to cite things that I had done that were reprehensible. Yeah, like... And, I could, and I could probably quite easily be convinced. Well, depending on your definition of reprehensible. Unpleasant. Yeah. I mean, I can be unpleasant sometimes. I don't think I'm, I'm generally nasty, though. No, I wouldn't say you're nasty, no. I think I'm very, very sarcastic. But I think there's a, there's a fine line between being nasty and just being very sarcastic. Yeah, and you sort of teeter on it.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Some, sometimes it does tip into nastiness, I'll, I'll admit. I think it depends how... I think you've chosen that you choose your friends quite well so that none of them will be offended by the horrible, horrible things you say.
0: <laughs> yes. Like we all we're all on a level.
1: Yeah. And it's quite a low level. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a nice place to be by any means.
0: It's a, it's a nice place to be if if you like being in that place. But if you, or if you're used to being in that place. Mm. If for an outsider just sort of being dropped into a casual conversation between me and my friends, they just go, "Can I yeah. I go. Can I, Can excuse I go? Excuse myself. Talk to some normal people, please. Yeah. They keep saying horrible things and laughing yes. about it. Yeah. Should anyway, so yeah, hello, uh... <laughs> anyone listening, and welcome to connecting vague dots. That's uh, the the longest <laughs> spiel that we've ever done before actually introducing the podcast.
1: Yeah. Gosh. Well, um. You can. You
0: have the choice. You can either move that bit to the front, or or cut out the bit before,
1: or just, just not. I quite like it, but I I don't know what I'll do. But it's definitely options available there. Yeah, there's. there's
0: Some sometimes when we record these, there are definitely options of
1: should I cut that?
0: Can I cut that? Would that make sense?
1: Yeah, a lot of the time I'm getting sort of when you're editing, I'm getting messages like, "Is that acceptable?" <laughs> Is that okay? It's, it's sometimes like we we come across a joke or a, something that
0: one of us has said. and We've gone, should we keep that in, or is that a bit much?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I mean, in fairness, usually we keep it in.
0: <laughs> we usually go well. If it is a bit much, then we'll just uh, that's fine.
1: Yeah, it might even get the podcast the publicity that it needs if we say some outrageous things and sort of. I mean, you.
0: The thing is, we do know where to draw the line. It's just sometimes we decide
1: not to. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, anyway, for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, Connect Vague Dots, the premise is me and Jay, and sometimes a guest, not today though, me and Jay pick a film each, a book each, and a piece of music each, usually an album, all with an underlying theme or link that we've had in mind and the other one of us tries to guess what that link is from the other's um choices and we've also got a point system involved which means sort of if you guess a link within the first option then you know you get three points, two points, one point, blah blah blah. blah. And we've also got um another point system where if we revisited any of the sort of suggestions from the previous week, we get a point. So I'm getting worse at that. I think. What well, revisiting
0: things? No, oh, no, oh, no. The, the the talking about the yeah. There was about three weeks, three or four weeks ago when you did it really well when you were really yeah. chuffed with yourself. Yeah. And now you've just lost confidence.
1: I don't think it's confidence. I think I've I've I
0: take You're it for granted. Oh yeah. You just don't. You just assume that you'd be good at it. Yeah.
1: So you put less effort into being good at it. This is a constant problem for people like us when we're naturally quite. I not sound big headed or anything, but say you with sort of maths, Jay, just,
0: where you just not naturally good at things, just naturally competent.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Or naturally not incompetent.
1: Yeah. So we let our guard down sometimes. Anyway, Jay, did you revisit any of mine or um, it was the wonderful w- Will Bourne, yes. who was on last week. Um
0: so Will picked Bridge of Spies, Hosier by Hosier, and Thud by Terry Pratchett
1: That's
0: right. and I have been meaning to read some Terry Pratchett and I have not ah. and to be honest it's been a very long time since I watched Bridges Plays and I can't remember actually wanting to go back and watch it for a second time so I didn't and I did listen to Hosier by Hosier although in fairness I had it on whilst I was editing the podcast <laughs> so I was only sort of I, I was only half listening to it well, it... I think that still counts. I went through the whole album. That counts. Was it good? It is good. I take it you haven't
1: revisited it. <laughs> I was about a click, away, a click away from revisiting it, and then I decided to listen to something else. But yeah. yeah. Um, and of your
0: choices, um, did you pick a play? You picked Wojciech.
1: That was it. Oh, it's uh, yeah, the dead thing. Unfinished business. Oh yeah,
0: unfinished. Oh yeah, because you picked The Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Which I haven't watched in in about fourteen years. Um. um and then it was Red Hot Chili Peppers, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the really music. Oh yeah, that was it. Um. And i
1: Yeah, I could. I couldn't be asked. Yeah, it didn't sound like you listened to any of them. Yeah. Um. And what were yours? Mrs Dalloway by Virginia Woolf.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon.
1: Yeah. And 1917. Um, I did buy a Virginia Woolf book. Can I get half a point for that?
0: Uh, which one did you buy?
1: It wasn't Miss Dalloway. It was um.
0: Pause while Seth leans round and goes to find the book that he bought. Three, Guinness. Guineas.
1: Guineas? Three, Three guineas.
0: Guineas. Guineas. Three guineas. Three guineas. Okay. Did you buy it for yourself? Yeah, awesome. for
1: myself, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, can I half, maybe? Um.
0: Sure. Lovely. Yeah, half a point. Um. Do you re- did you re-listen to Dark Side of the Moon? No, I didn't, no. I'm surprised. I feel like you would have listened to it anyway, and then...
1: Yeah, very true. I didn't... Well, as we know, I've been, I've been quite busy this week, so I think I have... an excuse.
0: Yeah, you 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 have.
1: Tell us then, Seth, what have you been busy with this week? So, um, me and my family went to Cornwall, Newquay, for a week. Oh, yes. On the seaside, and we sort of, we arrived there at two o'clock check-in time, you know, because we'd rented one of, well, rented, you know, we'd booked an Airbnb or something. I think it was an Airbnb. Anyway, we were all going to live in this big old house and have a jolly good time. Um... It arrived at two o'clock and the cleaners were still, well it was really, so we we drove past this house that was an absolute sort of tip because it had lots of rubbish in the garden and sort of bin bags everywhere and I said that is, I bloody hope that's not our house, that's a bit of a joke. Oh well done, that was. And that was our house. Um, It it was only in sort of the middle stage of cleaning hence all the bin bags and the rubbish just sort of being held out the door. Anyway. uh, yeah, they weren't ready for us, so we sort of up, waited around for um, a couple of hours, three hours, four hours, till they finished cleaning it, and then we um, all got settled in. Um, I didn't. We didn't really do that much on the holiday. I mean, we went to the beach a lot because we, we were by the beach. Um, went to Truro. Truro was lovely. I bought some books in Truro. Right. Uh, we went to um, Padsworth, which it's, it's shit. there's nothing. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I don't know why we went. Um, yeah, I didn't do that much, really. I did watch Inception at the cinema. You know? That was a highlight.
0: Oh, yes. I, I've i heard of other people doing that as, as well. Because it was the 10th anniversary, isn't it? It was indeed, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't feel like all that long, ago. Do you know what's weird about that as well? I've just thought of this just now. So it's the 10th anniversary of Inception, and Christopher Nolan's releasing a film called Tenet.
0: I think that's unrelated. Well, wow. What you think
1: doesn't matter. Yep, that tends to be the case. What I think matters, and I think... That tends ten... not to be the case. <laughs> it's too much of a coincidence, surely. 10 years later, let's release a film called Tenet.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, maybe, yes. But I think... Seeing the film Tenet might also give a hint to why it's called Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. Considering, well, I mean, it's a it's a palindrome mm. automatically. You go, okay, well, that's obviously important. Yeah. Because you're not going to do that without knowing that you're doing that. Yeah. And I can't remember what the actual meaning of the word tenet is, so I'm going to look it up
1: on my phone. I'm which... not sure if it's got one. In the film it's an organization that represents the sort of the idea that objects retain a memory of the past and are able to sort of reverse um themselves. There's a lot of tiny whimy stuff going on. It looks uh, very complicated. Yeah, it does.
0: Okay, right. I should have known that. A tenet is a principal belief. Um, usually, one of the main principles of a uh, religion or philosophy. So, so it's like a, like a pillar of something, you oh. know, a pillar of belief, or it's a tenet of, su- such and such a thing. Which I should have known, but it, I had forgotten. Is it applicable to any religion,
1: or is it
0: sort yeah. of just oh, okay? Very interesting. Yeah, it just says uh, uh, the example it gave was a tenet of. Um, Ideological liberalism, or something. Gosh,
1: did you know? Um, another palindrome. Just throwing one in. The Hannah is a palindrome. The name Hannah. Hannah yeah. is a palindrome. Race car is a palindrome as well. Yeah. Are you? Are you showing off the fact that you know what a palindrome is, or? I'm just sort of trying to think of lots of palindromes. Why? I thought it might be interesting. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Seth. Yes, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't particularly interesting. So it was a little bit interesting. The race I mean, car one was interesting. You don't think a race car was being a palindrome? I did know a race car was a palindrome, actually. Talking a race car, us on today, Formula One. Is it? Mm. Where, are they, where mm. are they this week? Spain, I think. Oh, right. They had, a, they had, like, two weeks in Silverstone, didn't they? They did, yeah, because obviously they're limited with where they can get two weeks in Silverstone, and before that they had two weeks in... Um... The so Hungarian I'm... one? Yeah, possibly the Hungarian one I felt there like, yeah, one weekend. Anyway, look, you don't wanna it. you don't wanna hear about Formula One, otherwise you just watch the Formula One. You wanna l- I, listen. I might watch the Formula
0: One later actually. I need to get back into Formula One. I it's... used to I used to watch it um about four or five years ago and got fed up because Vettel won everything, every race. <laughs> oh don't Which...
1: worry. You will not be having that problem. Vettel
0: No, no, I I know he's like he's joined Ferrari and he's not doing all the all too well. No, not at all. Um yeah, I think I'm uh, I'm
1: going to watch it later, actually. Yeah, it's on at 2 o'clock. Definitely watch it. I love it. Very yeah. exciting stuff. Right, anyway. We're 15 minutes, 16 minutes into the podcast. And I think it's about time we got round to the, the podcast. Don't well, you? actually, um, I'm just trying to remember if I had anything else. You that... may have other news. Sorry, I, I was sort of getting caught up in myself there. That's fine. That happens all the time. Well, not that. Also, look, I got... Um... Don't worry, you won't be able to see anyone. Carry <laughs> <laughs> What were you? What were you saying? Did you... I've just sh- shaved. Oh, you can sort of see. I've, I've shaved. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, I can sort of see that.
1: In a sort of way to sort of model some sideburns, and
0: why? Why have you done that? Sideburns aren't cool.
1: Well, they were cool in the seventies. The seventies aren't cool. I don't the 70s know. The seventies was terrible, Seth.
0: <laughs> Is anyone who lived in the seventies or remembers the
1: seventies? Um. No, no one really talks about the 70s much.
0: Yeah, exactly. The the 70s were not a
1: particularly
0: good time. Did you just... Did some peach just fall out of your mouth?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It felt I'm sort of trying to... I'm eating this plum and I'm trying to catch the bits that fall in the cup and (laughs) fail miserably. And I've got it all over my dressing gown. Oh, for God's
0: sake. I haven't actually done anything else i went to the pub last night
1: yes we... you, yes you did i got a message from jay at half 10 as i sort of washed my face showered come down here in my pajamas and trying to sort of just about to you know call it a night at half 10. I got a message yeah, from yeah, my... going
0: to bed at 10 o'clock in the evening on a saturday
1: yeah and i get a message from jay saying pub and i sort of think oh god here we go oh well how was the pub how was the pub it was nice it was a nice pub it was a like
0: uh, it was spoons, spoon <laughs> we <laughs> we had a nice evening but you know it's it's not as though it's I mean it's spoons
1: it is yeah i think that for itself yeah he wasn't
0: too bad that shakespeare was he
1: he did a, yeah he had his moments right what? then
0: uh, what's your link i'd uh, mental illness. uh nah closed but nah okay my book is 1984.
1: Mr. Pennells. What? Mr. Pennells. Yeah. Guess what I'm reading at the moment. 1984. 1984 bloody four. 1984 bloody four. Oh, slightly yeah. different book. The sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, so please don't don't spoil it. Is is what I will say. But please how talk far, about it. How far it.
0: through are you actually?
1: Um, at, at the end of part one. Wait, Oops. he's just. He's just sort of tried to get some information about what the good old days were like from an old man in a pub who's been about as useful as a... An old man. An old man in a pub. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: would I be right in thinking that he has um, bought the book?
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. His diary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been writing in that like like a crazy man. Cool.
0: Um... Okay, so 1984 is the last fictional novel um, by George Orwell uh, because it was published a year before he died, actually, which I didn't know before. I didn't know that. So it follows Winston Smith, who is a member, who is a member and a worker for the Party in Oceania. Oceania.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which is one of the three states you have: East Asia, Eurasia, Oceania. Hmm. Um. And then you basically have a certain portions of sort of Saudi Arabia and and Africa that the other three places all fight for control of for no real reason at all other than they can.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's uh, it, it's actually it delves into that a little bit later in the book in a very very boring way. Oh, it's uh, very. Not there, is, there is a, there is a, I will just say this now, this isn't yeah. really a spoiler, but there is a good, like, 30 pages of the book that is simply Winston Smith reading another book. Oh, fucking hell.
1: Really? Yeah. Um. okay, well, and is the other book sort of a, a, a history book? Would you, would you be annoyed if it was a history of the world book? Well, he's already read a bit of these sort of children's books that are being published at this. I don't know. I Is it? A little bit. All right. Well, it's,
0: it's a really good picture of a, a society that we, that we'd really like to not see. Mm. And it's a very, very at times, very, very scary. And, and it's very interesting. It, can at times be a bit of a slog.
1: Mm. I haven't read. found that yet. I feel like it's okay at the moment. It's it's gripping enough.
0: Yeah. There it it dips and and peaks. Um. It's 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 not a, it's not a thriller by any means. No, 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 no. It's it it moves at a comfortable pace. Yeah. yeah. But and by comfortable, I mean it it barely moves most of the time.
1: Yeah, so far I'm, I'm about 100 pages in and, and Winston's gone to work a couple of times and <laughs> sort of gone home. to the cinema. He hasn't been to the cinema yet, no, he hasn't. Has he
0: not been to the oh, cinema
1: Oh, he has been to the cinema, I yeah.
0: I like, the cinema thing was, like, in the
1: first 10 pages. Yes, he's, yeah, he went to the cinema, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's just like watching me or Jay walk around and navigate a sort of dystopian future, which I suppose is what the whole book is, anyway.
0: Yeah, uh, it's... It's a really, it's a really good book. It's really interesting, but um, um
1: oh, oh <laughs> it's it's not my favourite book. But no. I am
0: glad I read it.
1: You should read Brave New World. It's a dystopian future. This is one I talked about, and it's it. Now I've read them both. I really prefer Brave New World. It's so much more interesting.
0: Uh, uh, that's the Huxley, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll see if I can get a copy of it somewhere. Let's
1: get hold of it because it is bloody good. Right. Well, have you hinted
0: at your... Yeah, I I think I've probably mentioned it.
1: Are they all uh, sort of very well-respected, well-revered, sort of highly thought of works that you don't think as much of? No. Okay.
0: No, not particularly. So, um, now, it's
1: your music choice. My album is an album that i've been meaning to talk about for a while because it's so bloody good is screamadelica by primal scream okay do you, do you know any much from it oh you, you'll know one song from it at least you'll you'll definitely know it Hang on let me just look it up I can't... um you'll know, you'll recognize the album cover as well it's a very striking pop-arty sort of album cover ah
0: uh, yeah it's yeah. um okay yeah I'm just looking at the album now. I re- I recognise some of the some of this stuff.
1: You'll know we're loaded from watching the world's end. You know, what is it you want to do? I want to be free. We want to be free to do what we want to do. We want to get loaded. We want to have a good time. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a party. <laughs>
0: it copyrighted still uh yeah, it should be, yeah yeah okay right we'll just um well
1: um criticism
0: criticism and review it's fine carry on seth
1: yeah uh well this this album is, is is very very good it's probably one of my favorite albums of all time so it's um it's it's a bit of a dance dance album sort of a dance sort of club music album so like it was released in 91 and it was sort of what it was one of the first albums, which I say iconic, to sort of do that sort of dance music and for like the mixing stage of the album to be so important in um in sort of what it sounds like in the end. But then among all of this sort of club for want of a better phrase, music, you've got um sort of these really lovely acoustic tracks, like Moving On Up, which is sort of just a lovely ballad, and you've got uh, Damaged, which is one of my favourite songs ever, which is just another acoustic track. So you've got like thrown into this club sort of dancey, vibey, hip hoppy stuff. You've got um, these really just lovely songs, and you know, I like both of them, and it doesn't feel like um, it doesn't feel weird at all to to switch between them. Really, Oh, okay, yeah, it's interesting. I... It's very good, Jay. You should definitely listen to it.
0: Yeah, no, I th- I think it's uh it's probably an album I should go and listen to. Um, Definitely uh, at some point. I feel like I kind of know what your link is. Yeah, you should be able to get it from that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: okay shut no. uh, Hamilton. Up. Leave me alone. I'm That's in I still need to watch. I still need to watch the Disney Plus release of um Hamilton. Yeah, it's really good. Like Everybody has watched it, but I don't have Disney Plus, so what what can you do? Get yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah that's what they want you to do, Jay. Yeah, buy into it. No, not me.
0: No, you're just yeah. gonna you're you're going to stubbornly not watch the thing you want to watch because you have to pay for it. Yes. I might go around to my friend's house actually and watch it. That's yep, that's classic, Seth. Just <laughs> Just you're just a freeloader.
1: That's... Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: I'm not it's just true. a freeloader. Okay, but you are a freeloader.
1: Yeah, uh, that's that I, what I didn't say earlier. Is that's why I'm moving into my uni so early? Is because if you move in a week early, that's a week's free rent. So
0: yeah, but you have to pay for a week's of a week of food. You yeah, you would normally have to if you weren't if you were at home, maybe.
1: Yeah, but in my mind, I'm just thinking free, free, F- free, free bed. Free
0: bed, <laughs> even though you've currently got a free bed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
1: might change that leaving in day, I actually,
0: make it a bit later. <laughs> yep, well done, Seth. You, you've done a marvel there. Uh, so yeah, Hamlet, but by you said bipolar, and the album Scream Delica switches between club music and uh, soft ballads. so sort of but. Vaguely, two two sides of the same coin. Bipolar. <laughs> up there. You you.
1: I, I'm I'm correct, aren't I?
0: Are You're right. It's it's ten o'clock in the morning.
1: I'm i yeah. I'm fine. Right. Well, yes, it is. Um, just bipolar would have done nicely. I mean, all of the stuff about two sides of the same coin was lovely, but it is just bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> but you, just you just didn't say away. bipolar. You said by, and then you stopped, and I thought that's not it. That that won't do. Yeah, I mean, cool. That's like... Right.
0: <laughs> oh, oh no. Do you know what? because I feel bad, bad
1: for you because I feel bad for you. You can have uh, two points there. Well, I mean, I I got the link. Well, you, yeah, with a lot you you talked around the link as if you didn't want to say what the link was. <laughs> I basically did. Yeah. Yeah. My album
0: is. Let me just check. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, I do know. It. I'm just making sure that I don't accidentally say 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 the title that it isn't. No, oh, it's okay. The album is No Pressure by Logic, and a blank look.
1: No, I don't think
0: it I knew it. Uh, it came out this year. Um, Did it? Oh, yummy! It came out about three three or four weeks ago, and it is Logic's final album. Because he has now announced his retirement from rap, so he could look after his son and Twitch, and and stream on Twitch. Oh, I thought you. Yeah, I thought you. Yeah, not, not just Twitch. Not, in general. Look after
1: son and Twitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. That was a bad sentence. <laughs> There's going to be many more bad sentences to come. I. I feel. Brilliant. I think That's... I need a coffee, but. <laughs> Never mind. We'll move on. Um. So yeah, it's, he, uh, has now announced his retirement, um, from rap music. And it's a really good album to finish on as well. And logic, I like, uh, his style of rap. And also the fact that he consistently talks about, he, he has, he has very positive messages just spread throughout all of his music. Yeah. Um, so another one of his albums, Everybody, is basically all about actually spending time and effort to be empathetic and mm-hmm. to think about things from people's other people's perspectives and to, you know, basically walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, it's it's really it's a really good album. Uh, it's got some really good songs in it as well. Um, Dad Bod is probably my favourite. Because there, there is a long section where he talks about... he says, oh, you want my everyday life? Okay, I wake up, I wake my son up, I take him to school, I go to Target and get some food, and then
1: I go home. <laughs> you happy? What sort of rap is he, then? What sort of rap is it? What sort of, um... Is it, like, what sort of grime, or more sort of hip-hop, or just... No, it's more sort of hip-hop,
0: um sort of classic Eminem style.
1: Okay. All right. Other. All right. Um, I might give them a listen. I've heard of Logic, but I don't think I've heard any of his songs.
0: Yeah. His biggest one is um, 1-800, and, the, and then there are other numbers after that, and it's I think it's actually the number of the suicide hotline in, in America. Um, Well, you know, like we have the... Samaritans. The Samaritans, yes. Thank you. Yeah.
1: You um, should... How's your job going there, by the way? Is it going all right? You know? Oh,
0: you know, mm-hmm. uh, I I was going to say something terrible there. I'm not Ta- saying.
1: Talking people off sort of yeah. ledges and bridges and stuff with your sort of. Oh, you're
0: supposed to talk them off ledges.
1: Oh, yeah. See, this is. <laughs> see That was that was the joke. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure whether or I wanted to say. It's a basic mess. See, I, I don't think it matters what your intention is. Jet. I think they're always going to jump with you on the other end. Well, thanks. That's you know. True. They phone up. One last call. Look, let's do it now. All right. Ready? Bring, 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 we're not, we're not it, so. bring, bring. Hello. Hello. I'm going to jump off a bridge. Really? Why? It's none of your business, really. So why did quite you know- I-, me? I rang you because I wanted to talk to someone before the end, you know, someone who doesn't know me and and sort of so I don't have to prove myself to, to anyone. Okay, well, you don't you don't have you're not going to prove yourself by jumping off a ledge. You're laughing at me. I can hear a sort of cynical sarcastic tone to your voice. I don't think you're a very nice person.
0: I think you're probably correct, but that doesn't mean you should kill yourself.
1: Is everyone like
0: you? Every is
1: No, most of, most of the yeah. other
0: people are much more compassionate. You got unlucky,
1: mate. Right, can I can you put me through to someone else please?
0: <laughs> nope.
1: So, I'll stop with you. <laughs> yep. You're stuck with me. So my options are now killing myself or continuing to talk to you for a bit and then killing myself.
0: Or you could just climb off the ledge and then resolve to never have to call this number again and, you know, go and see a doctor. Get help, help yourself and get a bit better. You don't have to kill yourself. It'll be fine, mate. Just get off the ledge. Go home. Have a cup of tea. It'll be fine.
1: Cup of tea does sound quite nice.
0: Yeah. Go and have a cup of tea. Alright. Cheers. Bye.
1: Well done. <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> well you did it. You're very um very impressed. Are you? Yeah, you should actually, you know, you should, should sign up. join the Samaritans. You should, yeah, definitely. I so actually you... know
0: someone who who does uh, who does do
1: stuff for the Samaritans. It's voluntary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all voluntary. It's a great organization. It's something like, I I'd like to do it when I retire and don't have to earn money to live. That'd be good. Yeah.
0: The the person I know who does it is an ex nurse who's retired. Yeah. So and I think she does it two or three
1: times a week. I'd quite like to do that. I think I there's a really good inside number nine you don't really watch inside number nine, do you? I, I
0: do know I know of it, but I haven't watched much of it.
1: There's a brilliant one about a suicide helpline, um, and sort of how it sort of um, affects the people on the other end of the phone as well. It's got a clever little take on it. Yeah, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's, it's... how did we get onto that? Oh yeah, we were talking about um one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. I actually I actually looked it up to make sure I knew the number. There yeah, we that go. sounds about right. Oh, oh yeah, um. Yeah that that is a that is probably his most famous song. I think it probably got to
1: number 1 in America. I'll uh, give that song a listen and if I like it I'll give um his new album a listen as well I suppose. Yeah. Um, um your link by the way is um uh that sort of last works by people. Yeah. Good. Yeah,
0: I was I was I was going for retirement. Uh, and then i couldn't find any i couldn't really think of any writers who like formally retired writers don't tend to retire do they they, they, just, they don't they, they keep sort of, writing <laughs> they go i'm i'm going to write until i until i stop being able to write yeah uh, and then and then they get to like the age of about 70 something and they're still able to write and then they die yeah pretty much
1: that but most writers die at some point during their next book I suppose it's different from being sort of an actor or a um or a director or or a sort of musician, musician. because yeah. it's not as i mean writers will probably write like the sound of this but it it's not as sort of demanding is it well it's it's much more it's much more on yourself i
0: think yeah if, if you're just an individual who writes things as an individual, then the only person. There's, there's less people to sort of uh, rely upon or, or there's less barriers to A, getting stuff done and also B, making stuff happen. Mm. Whereas if, if you're a musician, you need to have, you know, a, probably a band. Yeah. that's your Jacob Collier, but he has a band anyway. Um, and, you know,
1: producers... Uh, Agents, all that sort of stuff, and you're—it's—you've got a lifestyle that comes to being a musician or being an actor, and I don't feel like there's one particularly that comes to being an author. I think there is one. I think
0: it's just more secluded.
1: Yeah, much more secluded. Sort of go away on, on an island, live in a cave, and write a book. Generally,
0: yeah, and, and fly from New Zealand to the Isle of Skye in the middle of a global pandemic.
1: Yeah, that's what our friend Neil Gaiman did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well done. Well done, Neil. That was a. Uh...
1: Good decision. Interesting move. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Batman's number one in the audiobooks uh, charts, I think.
1: With the new um, dramatisation one. Yeah, it's
0: like 10 hours long.
1: Oh, it must be good, though, because it's got James McAvoy in it, and Taron Egerton and all these big names. That's very exciting. Yeah.
0: I'm considering getting it, but at the same time, I'm not.
1: Again, I'm, I, I'm meaning to read them, but I've got, I've got a lot on my reading list at the moment. I'm going to take them to uni with me and hopefully bash them out then, but yeah.
0: Don't, yeah.
1: That's the plan. <laughs>
0: don't, don't say that. Don't, don't say bash them out. That's... Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah. You, you but, bash other things out. I mean, in that first first week and a half when it's just me, I mean... You're going to be bashing it out a lot. I'll be known as the bashing boy, I think.
0: To, to, all, the, to all the people in your flat. Yeah, which will be no one which would just be you. Yeah, it's this, in the same it's in the same way that everybody calls you Mad Dog. Yeah, exactly the same way. Yeah, <laughs> I like, n- absolutely no one, but you'd still like to be called it anyway.
1: I could I could introduce myself as Mad Dog, but I, I don't feel like that. That would be a terrible idea. I'll be oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, somehow they turn it against me. and I, I suddenly wouldn't want to be called Mad Dog anymore. <laughs> yeah that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah right anyway my um yeah your film film Come I mean, on guess it of course you can you can have a couple shots at it
0: bipolar it's a bipolar film
1: yeah um
0: well <laughs> let's let's see about this one.
1: There's quite a few to choose from.
0: there is quite a few to choose from. My mind instantly went to Joker.
1: No, not Joker, funny enough, that wasn't...
0: Um, But let's go with a film that you actually like is probably a good idea. Mm. Um, Is it... Would it have any connection to Nolan? No. Okay, it's got no connection to Christopher Nolan, uh, which basically means... Stitcher or Scorsese, I'll allow. Fincher or Scorsese? Um, yeah, the only Fincher I can think of is like right now is Seven Susgate, Scorsese Goodfellas no I don't know.
1: Well I was going to allow either um, Fight Club being the obvious one. Oh yeah. Or Um. Shutter Island which sort of wouldn't work as well, but it would have worked okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, just a side note. I did actually watch a very good bipolar film the other day. Um, Primal Fear. You probably. Have you seen Primal Fear? I I haven't
0: seen it, but I know it's a Richard Gere film, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The the kid, like murdered a priest with a, axles. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then ate his liver and, pissed in the
1: urinal. Yeah, he did some horrible stuff to to this. Priest. He was in, in himself a horrible person. This is my thing with um, priests in, in films. I mean, yes, there's a stereotype surrounding priests that they um, touch the choirboys and they're homosexuals and pedos. But I mean, the film industry doesn't have to bloody hark on about it. It's not exactly helping having all these priests, you know, conveyed in films who are exactly what what they say on the tin. Do you know what I mean? sort sure. of it's not helping is it i mean these poor priests and the, like how many more gay paedophile priests do we need in film like okay we get it that you know there was some hard times in in the sort of 60s 70s with the catholic irish priest we get it you know we've seen spotlight but we don't need to keep sort of reinstating it do we i mean How's a priest going to be able to live that down if there's a bloody film coming out about it every day? You might want to edit that bit out.
0: What bit? Everything you just said.
1: No, I'm I'm defending them. I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like how you you use the phrase "live that down." Well, sort of. Yeah, they can't really escape from the from the stigma attached to being a priest if Hollywood keep releasing films about. <laughs> These sort of priests. Don't
0: be that sort of priest, then.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Don't be. But then even when you're not, which is great. Well, well it should just be normal. Well done, you. Um, you're not still well done. All... Not well done. You're still getting all these You don't sentiments. get well done for not being a paedophile. No, you're that's right. That's not yeah. how it works. So... Anyway, if you are a sort of regular, nice person, priest, then, and you're seeing all these films about sort of... Bad priest, and you're gonna think, oh, maybe that's what people think of me. Oh, da, da, da. There's a really good film about it called Doubt, with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Meryl Streep and Amy Adams, where uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is a, a Catholic Irish, no, just Catholic priest, and he gets accused of being of touching one of the choir boys, um, and like he he can't sort of live that live that down. Well, I mean, did no, we, he? Uh, we? I don't think we don't think so, but it's ambiguous. It's ambiguous. Okay, great. Yeah, but no. I mean, it's,
0: uh, it it uh, i i sort of know where you're coming from you're basically sort of removing the the stigma and shame of you know be being a priest and being yeah. be, being from a place that is uh, that has had and continues to have a lot of issues mm. and yeah i kind of get what you mean i'm not 100 percent on board with with the with what you're saying but i well i'll let it i'll let you i'll let you be you thank you that's fine
1: um what are we talking about fight club <laughs> fight club let's should we talk about your actual film yeah let's talk about fight club so fight club um i'm gonna oh funny primal screaming and uh fight club both having edward Norton playing a bipolar person funny anyway Fight Club has, um, you follow Edward Norton, who's just sort of insomniac, very sort of um, disenchanted with life and sort of not very interested in anything. And then he uh, meets this guy, uh, Brad Pitt, called Tyler Durden, and he sort of introduced him to sort of a more exciting sort of way of living, and together they make a fight club um, where men go to fight and let out all of their sort of anger and stuff. It's sort of therapy. That That's, that's one of my favourite things about... Um, the films, to be honest. Edward Norton, he um can't cry. He has an inability to cry um at anything. So he goes to help groups. Um he even though sort of he goes to like cancer ones or, or sort of ones which don't apply to him and he and only at these help groups is he able to let let it all out. Oh, so he's going to Therapy session, like other
0: people's therapy yeah. sessions, so he can feel empathy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's really brilliant. Oh, that's cool. And then someone else is doing the same thing, so he meets Helena Bonham Carter's character, who starts appearing at all of these meetings. And he goes, "You can't sort of have these issues. I know exactly what you're doing because I'm doing the same thing." And they're both <laughs> going there for the same purpose, and then sort of a romance feels like that. But anyway, in the end, it turns out that Brad Pitt has been Edward Norton all along, and he's had a sp- sort of split personality. It's a very good film.
0: Oh, great, thanks Seth, I hadn't seen Fight Club before.
1: Yeah, but you knew that ending, you knew it was I, a... didn't! Oh,
0: I didn't! <laughs> I... All I knew about Fight Club really is, there's two
1: rules of Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club and you don't talk about Fight Club. See, there we go, I've broken... Maybe that, was, uh... Maybe that was Finch's saying to the audience, don't talk about Fight Club and ruin it for your mates.
0: Yeah, very possibly. And also the two, the
1: two rules thing. What two rules? Oh, for Jesus' sake, I'm sorry for ruining it for you, but you should still watch it. It's a bloody good film.
0: Yeah, I, I, would, I, I would. I have been meaning to to watch it. Maybe maybe I won't bother now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding.
0: You're just kidding
1: about Edward Norton being Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's fine. I don't don't worry. Um. <laughs> yeah. So your link is um last. Films by directors um, who retired is your thing. So, ugh, director who retired. Yeah, I know you quite like Woody Allen, but I don't know if he re- if he retired or anything.
0: Um, he he's releasing a film this year. What
1: film is he
0: releasing this year? I have no idea. Nobody's going to watch it because okay. everybody's just basically blanket silencing Woody Allen, which is fine. Um, yeah, made yeah. some very questionable life decisions.
1: It was the adopting. Um, of a daughter and then marrying, said daughter, said daughter, which was one of the risque oh, that m- red flag. That, yeah, I think that sort of sh- that that raises an alarm. I think. Yeah,
0: and I think was it? Uh, did Mia Farrow? I think Mia Farrow accused him of uh, molesting one of their adopted uh, or one of his stepchildren. I, I but it was. I think it was unproven, but.
1: <laughs> Very um, likely.
0: We'll 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 move we'll move on. It's yeah. not Woody Allen, and it's not a director
1: that retired. By the way, it's give you. I'll give you that hint. So it's an actor that retired. Yeah. So I know Hugh Grant's always doing these fake retirements where he says I'm not making any more films and he makes another film, but I don't think it's Hugh Grant. Um, gosh, I don't know. You will have to tell me. I will get it. It's
0: within, it's within the last three years, I think. If I said
1: Paul Thomas Anderson. Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah. What was his last film? Have I now got to think? Yeah. It was it My the... Left Foot? No. That was in the 90s. Was it There Will Be Blood? No, that was...
0: That was it, That was almost in the 90s, but not quite.
1: I don't really follow him. Oh! 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 Fuck. Phantom Thread. Yes! There it is. You're not getting a point yeah. for that. What?
0: You know how many hints I gave
1: you? Yeah, that's quite a lot of
0: hints. Okay. uh, Yeah, so it's Phantom Thread. Have you seen Phantom Thread?
1: Is it directed by Paul Thomas Anderson as
0: well? It is, yeah.
1: No, I haven't seen it, no.
0: Oh, right. It is really, really, really good. Uh, I saw it in the cinema when it came out. I saw it in the little theatre in Bath.
1: They like Paul Thomas Anderson. They're always showing his films.
0: Yeah, um... What else have I seen in the Little Theatre in Bath?
1: I, I watched I watched Magnolia there, which you know, which is one of his oh,
0: films. Very interesting. I hmm. still haven't seen Magnolia. Um, what else have I seen there? I saw The Death of Stalin in there. Brilliant. Which is a great film. And also, Don't Look Now.
1: I don't think I've seen that or heard of it.
0: It's a early 70s horror film directed by Nick Rogue. Hmm. It's, good. An, uh, it's an early Donald Sutherland film. Oh. It's a really, really good film. It's very. Uh, it's it's not like it's not it's one of those horror films that's not immediately terrifying. It's mm. just very. There's a constant creeping sense of dread and just yeah. horror and nastiness. It's. It's really. It's a really good film. I recommend it. <laughs> Uh, I recommend. I recommend watching it a lot. Um, so yes, Phantom Thread. Uh, it's Daniel Day-Lewis has said, announced his retirement with this film, and I think he was serious about it. Um, he's been acting for what thirty odd years.
1: Since the 80s, so more than looking at 40 years, maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought 30 years ago was was like in the 1980s, but it's. Actually, it is, but it is, uh, technically. I, I, I meant to. My brain meant to go back to the early seventies, but that's nearly fifty years ago, mm. which um, is not quite correct. No, um, that was a stupid sentence. <laughs> For God's sake! All right, you haven't said a thing about I just this want bloody to go, film. I just want to go back to bed. Moving on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so. Daniel Delos plays a seamster. There's a yes, yeah, so uh, like a tailor or something. In, yeah, a little bit like a tailor but like a very high-end tailor.
1: So like seamstress is for ladies, I feel.
0: Yeah. Um I can't so remember seamst- the...
1: seamster might be it. Se-
0: seamster is is a term but I think there's another term. It's like ocouture or something. Um anyway he is uh very brilliant in in his work and he um meets a young lady who he asks to come back with him and and make dresses for her essentially um and use her as a model for his dressmaking interesting um and and they and, and the relationship there sort of builds across the film. And you also have Leslie Manville, who is absolutely brilliant, um, playing his very matriarchal sister, who is quite hostile towards this uh new new girl, and says, You know he does this all the time, right? And eventually he gets bored of them and he just and he just and they and they just they just go away. Yeah. and I'll always be here and she's very very defensive and um that relationship is really interesting uh in the film and you get <clears throat> and then across the film you get this um they it, it, it almost like they they are simultaneously crafting this relationship of codependence like they yeah. they they're both trying to make each other need each other and and by the and by the end of the film, you kind of just sat back, going, "Oh, it worked! <laughs> Bloody hell! Well done!" That was mm. <laughs> um. And there's and there's a little bit of the um, sort of. Uh, you know, in. Oh, what is the novel called? You know, the person who wrote Rebecca. Uh, Daphne du Maurier? Yes. Um, so one of her other novels, which is all about uh, did she or didn't she uh, commit a murder? Is so Jamaica Inn? Sorry? Jamaica Inn, is it? No, it's not Jamaica Inn. It's... Oh, what is it called? They made a film about... It. My Cousin Rachel.
1: Oh. Because it was... um. Rachel Weisz. Yeah,
0: she? they made a film of it with Rachel Weisz, which is yeah. really, really good. And you, and every single point in there, you have uh, a point of: is she telling the truth, or is she she absolutely lying? Hmm. Um, and you get a bit of that with Phantom Thread as well. You sort of go: is this ha- ha- Just how to what degree is this a, a terrible relationship? I can't <laughs> tell or is or is this a, a is this a functional relationship or is this dangerously codependent yeah. I can't tell
1: mm. um that's a fine line sometimes between codependence and sort of suitability do you know what I mean so there's yes. being codependent and then there's um wanting to be with someone I mean they're not they're not the same thing really it can be quite nasty I think that's all I have to say about it, really. There's a lovely score as
0: well by I think it's Nicholas Bratel. um Not of him.
1: No, it's... Is it Nicholas Bratel? Oh, I'm look, sorry, I'm looking this up now. Look it up. Yeah, but oh, I, the other Paul Thomas Anderson film I've seen is, is The Master which is apparently his favourite film, which I, I quite like The Master. It's okay. It's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Oh, I beg your pardon if it's... Why did I think Nicholas
1: Bratel? No, it's Johnny Greenwood.
0: Uh, again, I haven't heard of any. Oh, oh well. Okay. Um I, think, I swear Johnny Greenwood used to be in a in a very successful band. Yeah. Best <laughs> yeah, best known as Radiohead's innovative Jack of All Trades. That'll be it. I jo- yeah, that. Johnny Greenwood's from Radiohead. I forgot that.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. yeah there you go. Uh,
0: yeah, it's a really good film. I recommend it a lot.
1: I, I do need to watch There Will Be Blood Another Paul Thomas Anderson once at some point. Yeah. I used to think he was um, Wes Anderson's brother. D- did you? Yeah. That's they're not.
0: But for some reason, my mind strangely connects Paul Thomas Anderson to... Um, who directed Crash? God. I think he also... Cronenberg.
1: Oh, David Cronenberg. Yeah, I don't
0: know why my my mind makes a link between those two. I don't think there is one.
1: No, I don't think no.
0: But I think my mind just decided there there was one. Hmm. So that just exists in my head now. Mm. Cool.
1: Interesting stuff. Well, there there we go. A point stand. Jay has um two points for guessing my link and one I... for revisiting Hosier. Yeah. So that's three points for Jay. To, I I gave
0: you a half for buying a Virginia Wolf book. Yeah, and then you also got 2 on getting my link. So you're had a half. And think
1: a... I did guess your film in the end. Can I have another half, maybe? Call it. Call it a you draw. can have.
0: A, I gave you a fair few hints.
1: Nah, I don't want to give you a half. All right, fine. Well then.
0: I, I gave you a lot of
1: hints. You you win then. Do do I? Yeah. Well, Three to two and a half. Yeah. Well, lovely. Thanks for coming along with us. If you came along with us, I don't think I've got anything else to say.
0: Oh, um, I think it may have occurred to me at some point that I thought I had something else to say, but I think I've either forgotten it or I would have said it.
1: Possibly you said it.
0: Possibly said it. There's now a fly in this room. That's annoying.
1: Is uh, that a fly from the start? I saw one shoot across you, sort of, Sorry? I saw a fly um across your screen at the start. Is that the same one? Do we know? I mean, it probably is. Very possibly. Well, um, treat it with respect because it is an animal and a beast of the world like you or I. Um, maybe find the nearest window and sort of waft him out. We'll be
0: <sighs> yeah, I suppose I could do.
1: And then maybe go back to bed for a bit and then watch Formula One when it, when it's on. I think that sounds like a good plan. <sighs> Yeah, thank thanks for reminding me.
0: I nearly forgot. Okay. Um, cool. I swear I had something else to say. That's very annoying. What did I? I let. It... Oh yes. Oh. I remembered. So you know how multiple times on this podcast I have talked about um, Jacob Collier. Yes, lots of times. And I did in fact pick the album Jesse Volume Three a couple of months ago. Yeah, um, for one of my links. Yeah, Jesse Volume Three is now out. Very exciting! It yeah. came out at midnight uh, on Friday, like, like across the world. So like, as midnight came around, all, all over the world, it, the album dropped.
1: Uh, that's a nice way to do it. Yeah,
0: so so you just get someone in Australia just going. At like six o'clock hour time, just going oh, Jesse Volume Three's dropped and it's amazing. And then you just get that periodically every hour. <laughs> Somebody in some part of the world just gets very happy that the album's dropped.
1: Yeah. And I
0: waited until midnight on Friday. Is it good? Yeah, it is it's great. It's really, really good. There's.
1: Best album of the year, in your opinion, so
0: far? <sighs> I was talking to, to a friend of mine. Last night, uh, yesterday, about this, I think um, I don't think it's going to end up being my album of the year, and the reason for that is because I was I was anticipate I've been anticipating it mm. for about like four months. Yeah, and I've, I've been really um, sort of psyching myself up and 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 hyping myself up for it, and yet, yeah. um, no pressure. Logic, I just sort of came across, and I really like Logic. He's definitely you know my favourite. <laughs> rapper or whatever um and i just sort of found out that this album was out and i decided to listen to it and it's really really good like they they, i feel like they're probably on a par of their own um mediums but i i i didn't expect to like no pressure as much as i do yeah so i feel like that's probably my my favorite album this year
1: uh which um which uh, Jacob Collier one should I listen to first? What's his best one?
0: The best album?
1: Yeah, his best album. Um, It depends what you're going for, really. Just sort of an overview, if there's such a thing.
0: An overview. Um, Well, Jesse Volume 3 does have a lot of... Does a lot of the sort of soul, D'Angelo, inflections, uh, and and funk and hip-hop grooves in it, and then it also uh, switches towards the end of the album, like, um, He Won't Hold You, and To Sleep are uh, chill. So you know how, when I talked about it, I talked about it, like, the, being the night and being big and upbeat mm. and up-tempo and that sort of stuff, that it then gets halfway through the album, and then it switches, because it's now the night time when you're Tired, and you'll go to bed. You want to sort of let your mind fizz down and go to sleep.
1: That sounds fun. I might start with the end of the album, then. I quite like that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, oh. and, and with Jesse Volume One, it's like the the awakening of a of a of of the day, the the very start of the day, because mm. that's that's what the the album, the the concept of Jesse Volumes One to Four is sort of about. Um, so you get that start of the day, um, waking up and, and energizing yourself and and getting into that, the, the flow of the day. Mm. And then volume two is the afternoon and the, uh, the, the, the excitement and the, the busyness of, of a day. And then that, that other, uh, side of it, which is more, you know, relaxed and just sitting out just, in the garden yeah. having a cup of tea. Mm. And then you get Jesse Volume Three, which immediately starts off very hyper and very it's like absolutely pumping it because you're you're excited and you're going out and that you're you know, going to clubs and you're mm. <laughs> you're absolutely living in the moment. And then you get to the end of that and you're going, right, it's night time, I'm going to bed. And then you get volume four, which is that sort of loop around. Oh, that'll be good. Interesting stuff. Where you embrace the new day. Um and I wouldn't I am looking forward to Jesse Volume Four very much. But it probably won't be coming out until next year. Well, actually, when did Jesse Volume two come out? Um Jesse Volume 2 2019, yeah. Twenty nineteen, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, no one's no one's really expecting the 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 album set to be completed until def, definitely until next year, next year i yeah. probably the year after knowing how intricately jacob collier thinks about his music mm. but yeah that's what i was trying to remember to say Jesse volume 3 out now go listen to it it's great i think it's number 1 in it's in the hip hop charts or the soul charts or whatever
1: very intrigued by it so i will give it a listen
0: mm. yeah i recommend
1: if there's nothing else anything else from you no nothing else this end. anything else from your rear end
0: <laughs> my rear end's been fine recently
1: good good
0: how's your rear end been
1: it's been good on holiday i tend not to shit so much
0: is it because it, you don't have a, a familiar seat?
1: Possibly. Possibly. And because, you know, yeah, it, just, it feels like, oh, I'm on a lovely holiday. Oh, oh I'm going to do a big poo. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of...
0: No, I don't. I, I go, oh, I'm on holiday. Oh, I'm going to go out of a
1: poo. Oh, nice. <sighs> I I am Hugh.
0: You re- You remember that? Yeah, it. yeah. yeah, like, yeah I look forward to, to, to like, sitting down and having having an enjoyable number 2.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, no not not for me on holiday I'm afraid. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah.
0: I don't really think about it that much on holiday. But I but I enjoy it when when the time is right, I'm I'm going to enjoy myself.
1: Yeah. You're going to have a good poo. Yeah.
0: And
1: have yeah. a good poo. Mm. And ladies and gents, have you listened this message goes out to you as well. Please.
0: It's been over an hour. I, th- I should have thought, unless Seth has managed to edit it down to less than an hour, uh, of conversation. And at this time, I think no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing,
1: mm.
0: you should go and have a poo. Go
1: okay, have a good poo.
0: Have one on me. And have one on me. Lovely. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.